I'm back for another What's Good episode. I'm here with the beautiful Kayla Thompson. You know, they say Kayla's are beautiful, so I was so excited <laughs> to have you on. And since this segment is called What's Good, What's Good with You and Your Mental Health, like, how are you doing right now? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I love that. And thank you, by the way, yeah, from Kayla to Kayla. Yes. Really cool. <laughs> um, but wow, I love that question. I'm I'm doing good. I had a bit of a, like funk today I think it's just because it was rainy here where I live um but yeah I've been doing good though I have like my little meditation practices mm-hmm. pray a little bit and then I'm like all right I'm cool so <laughs> you said the word funk because I've been in the funk some days a lot of people that I talk to it's like you wake up you're like eh, you don't really know what's wrong you just know eh. yeah I know and exactly I can- what you mean could be the rain because I'm also I'm in Georgia, so it could be everybody on the East Coast is getting rain. I don't know what it is, but I like asking you all what's good with you all, um, especially when you come on to somebody's show. We're from the South. It's just hospitality to ask somebody, how are you doing? And sometimes when you ask people that, sometimes they're not always good. So sure. I like asking that. And since you have a song called Younger that came out in March, a beautiful, beautiful song. Thank Take you. me back to when you were younger. Like, what were you listening to? Oh my gosh, yeah, I love that. Uh, so when I was growing up, I grew up in, in the church, so my parents, you know, playing gospel, Christian, contemporary music. Um, but also, my parents were like really well rounded, like music listeners, so. I mean, of course, Michael Jackson and Prince, but also like Elton John and um, yeah, like other singer songwriters like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Shania Twain. My mom loved Shania Twain Um, and uh, even James Taylor. I think actually James Taylor was probably the first time I recognized like songwriting Mm -hmm. as a kid. And so, um, yeah, those are like a good medley of influences I had when I was when I was younger just as like that explains your style of music because your music seems very personal even from the titles to the cover (laughs) art do you actually write from a personal experience or do you kind of reach from family and friends on what they've been through Mm, yeah um mainly from my personal experience um and but then as I'm writing sometimes I I was telling my aunt the other day because she kind of asked me about about that with one of my songs and because it was a really sad song that I wrote Mm -hmm. it's actually the song I just recently released but um and she was like did you go through this like level of heartbreak and I was like well (laughs) I mean no I think at the beginning I was feeling you know you know how I felt about you know the content of the song but then I kind of will follow like the trail of the story and then I'll pull from like you know friends or family or whoever I know like even sometimes TV shows I'm watching just like bits of stories. Um, but mostly, yeah, it's from my personal, personal life. <laughs> Have you ever had like anybody that you dated, like say, Hey, that song, that was about me. <laughs> Yo, actually. Yes. <laughs> I figured it. I had another artist on here. She's a songwriter too. So yeah. interesting. She said she ran into him at like a grocery store, him and his mom. And they was like, Hey, yeah no so yeah he he was one of my like 
we were always we were always going to be going to be friends or going to stay friends um but yeah it was like <laughs> I don't know how to explain it but we were just like hanging out and I was like oh I wrote this song that because we were like talking about songs we wrote because he's a, he's an artist as well yeah. so at the time we were like a kind of a thing or whatever and um we were just sharing songs you know back and forth and I was like oh my god I just wrote this new song and like as I said it I was like oh it's about I didn't re- I didn't remember that it was about him but he was like oh let me hear it and I'm like no it's okay he's like no let me hear it I'm like okay <laughs> and so I play it for him and he's like um is this like about us and I was like um yeah kind of <laughs> right but it's he was better. actually cool about it he was actually cool mm-hmm. about it um it's not yeah, like mainly it's, it's bad. Yeah. I mean, I think he no. He first. said it was great. He said yeah. it was like this is so beautiful. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, but no, it was it was fine. Usually, like I'll show my friends my songs, and they're like, oh, that's about so and so. That's about so and so. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> but it got to be therapeutic too, like a diary almost, like getting all of that stuff out because yeah, you know, I feel like it's so many of us women we go through the same things, and you never really know that someone else is going through it until you listen to music. Music is just yeah. one big diary. All you do is listen to everybody. It depends. When you're yeah. a writer and a songwriter, I feel like you all can put your own feelings on paper, which is very, very important. Now, I know your aunt said that the music was sad, but I think your music is very uplifting. <laughs> <Positive>. <laughs> I hope I think so. It's positive. I think the best word is more positive, even though some songs may be sad and mm. going through heartbreak. But you also do a lot in the community also. Tell me about Projects of Hope. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Projects of Hope is an NGO um, that my mom started like years ago. Um, but when around like 2015, I went on our first uh um, trip to Kenya because my mom usually will go to Kenya and they'll do sustainable building projects um, at like a school. Usually it's in Lari, Kenya. It's just like a, it's just a community that she ended up getting connected with. Um, and so, yeah, we do, we'll, we'll go there for like a week. We'll do a sustainable building project, which when I say that, I guess I mean, um, you know, usually like uh missionaries will come in and kind of like give gifts or give pencils or whatever like that which is which is cool but what we do is like okay how can we help the school you know fix their well so they can have water you know mm-hmm. how can we like help them um create a profit so they can have money to have lunch at school so we built right. like a like a dairy farm we bought cows so that they oh, could sell milk cool. and yeah like really cool and i mean just so we do that and then we also will put on like a camp so we'll have like art and health classes and PE because those are things that they you know most schools in in rural parts of Kenya won't have so we'll do that and so yeah I'm usually like the art you know lead or I'll sing songs with the kids uh but I'm also yeah it's really fun I have some videos I think one video on my YouTube channel of it but and usually I'm the photographer too. So I get to help out with my mom a lot and I'm on the board of, of the, of the uh, organization. So that's been, that's been awesome to just be a part of something bigger than yourself or to help people exactly. in that way. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize I would love it as much as I did when I went, but yeah, you end up connecting with the kids and how did they react to you singing? Like, I know they just <laughs> love that. Like, just coming there, just using your talent, not even yeah. having a 
cameras and, you know, photo ops, just in the moment. Right. Like, I never had to it. Yeah, I mean, they they sing all day, like every day. So if I start singing anything, they're like geeked, they're amped about it. Um, but I think that I think the cool thing about it being someone like me or like most of our team that when we go is people of color. So they're usually me- mesmerized that we're like, to be honest, not white, like that we're Americans that are people of color helping like other people of color, you know? So they're usually kind of like always talking about our skin or like our, um, yeah, I don't know. Like they're like, <laughs> they're almost like confused that we're American, but we're not like white people. <laughs> you know what I think is so interesting because yeah. I even like came across a documentary where there are white people that live in Africa. Like, so yeah, that's true too. And they yeah. seem to be the ones that actually go out there sometimes and help out mm-hmm. and you know, into the schools. I don't really see many, you know, big time celebrities, especially of color, like saying, hey, I went out here and helped. You know, it's okay to help your community. You know, I live in Atlanta. You see rappers, they go out and do these kids drives, these Easter drives. But, yeah. you know, there's other worlds out here too, girl. A few pencils and papers, that like goes a long way I can just imagine it does. yeah it goes it goes a long way um but even for us like we'll we'll give the pencils like I said we'll do those things but what really goes a long way is is like going to like the root of of like the need of the school which is okay how can we you know fix something kind of integral so yeah. that when we leave it's not like oh we can't you know, they're gone. So now we don't got, you know, we don't have that help or whatever. It's yeah. like, okay, having the well or having like the farm that can continue to create money so they can continue to have lunch or continue to have, you know, those things that they need. That's you know? amazing. So it's really, it's really fulfilling, but also it's just, it's good to know that you're like actually doing something progressively mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. So that's amazing using your voice and using your platform to do some amazing see that people like come on now Now, listen honestly it's my mom but yeah yeah i'm I'm pretty sure the way you're talking about it seems like you know as time goes by like you're going to be the one that's like the forefront and running it and your kids are probably going to be in your state it's going to be like a family thing i think that's amazing what you and your family is doing always helping out and i'm pretty sure they appreciate it as well now you all we are outside now you're in north carolina what is like there like are you all outside because i'm in atlanta they never close down with the pandemic oh the pandemic yeah (laughs) yeah north carolina i mean certain parts you know had closed closed down for a bit especially in the beginning you know mm-hmm. but now it's like yeah masks are op- optional everywhere um but for me like I mean I just got back to North Carolina from LA like a week and like a week and a half ago so I wasn't used to like just no masks everywhere because most of the time they're still like uh oh, have a mask or at least like have your vaccination card on you mm-hmm. um but but yeah like here it's just like a hey man you're fine. Just come in. Let's go. It's okay. <laughs> you yeah, don't I mean, thank you creatively. I know a few LA artists, they were saying like, I know they're very particular about that card and, you know, shout out to LA. I think we should have did something like that in Georgia. How did it affect you creatively going to the studio? Mm-hmm. Like, or do you yeah. have a studio at home? Yeah. Oh, that's no, that's a good question. Yeah. Mostly we, I still did some zoom sessions. Um, 
oddly enough, a lot of the people I was writing with were like not even in LA. I was working with like a team out there who were helping me connect and all that kind of stuff. But they had me like doing sessions with people in London and everything, you know, cool places like that. So I ended up being in Zoom um, some most of the time anyway. But when I wasn't, people were pretty like it was it was like close knit kind of uh, session. So like it was like someone's like house studio or like you know yeah stuff like that or when I did shows it'd be like okay you have to show your vaccination card and venues like that it was just like your vaccination card so it didn't really talk too much. yeah it didn't really halt too much but but yeah. did you continue to write or did you go through that thing called writer's block yeah I went to I went to writer's block uh you're talking about like the show runner um, no, writer's block is when you're like you know like you just sit down you want to write you got the music you're like I can't think of one word go, oh did I go through writing. writer's block sorry <laughs> yeah there's like a place a, in LA called writer's block right? yeah there's a place in LA called right it's like a show running uh uh I guess organization or company I don't know what to call it but yeah I did a show with writer's block but I know exactly what you mean uh did I go through writer's block is what you're asking mm-hmm. yeah um I feel like I go through writer's block all the time <laughs> like I'm in a constant state of writer's block sometimes mm-hmm. um but no I think that's just because like I'm I'm still pretty in my opinion still pretty new to songwriting like I started writing songs when I was like 20 so I'm 26 so um yeah and so I'm, I'm always kind of like figuring it out all the time and I, I really take my time to write songs sometimes right. so some I feel stumped a lot but then I'll mm-hmm. like get through it and kind of like continue the idea and end up finishing it but it's but a no, correct thing. I think all creators they get through that. Do you have somebody like around you where you're like, you know what? Hey, friend, come over here and let's do some writing together. Because sometimes that helps too. Oh yeah, for sure. Co-writing is so helpful. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I usually will actually most of my writing friends again. It's funny they're virtual, so it's like do a Shout time. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to I've met so many amazing people through like Zoom and Instagram. Yeah. Like the pandemic, it allowed me to meet a lot of amazing people. I will say that. Same. Yeah. It's like I have so many more friends from like in other Instagram. You know, I did a mm-hmm. lot of Instagram covers um in the beginning of the pandemic. So I had like mad Instagram friends, like artist friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll like call one of them. We'll write together though, or they'll just I'll just send them the song idea and they'll be like, Oh, you could kind of think of it this way or whatever like that and I'm like oh this is so dope <laughs> but my That's uncle is actually it. yeah it's definitely a real around it but I, I was going to mention too my uncle is a is a songwriter like uh, and a touring artist so he's actually a huge help um for me so I'll hit him up and he'll kind of so you come from a musical background like were you like heavily in the church and a choir because I feel like everybody I talked to on this show even <laughs> I sung in the choir okay yeah I went sure. from a soprano to an alto once okay. I got into the teenage years everybody started in the church like was yeah. your entire family like into the music scene yeah well so it, I think maybe more like on stage mm. is what I'd say um but my dad is is a pastor my dad's the oldest of eight and my grandfather is a bishop um so it's like he started a church in Boston and then my dad you know came here started a church my other uh aunts and uncles are either like pastors or singers or um or uh songwriters so 
Yeah. At one point, my aunts and a couple of my aunts and uncles had like an actual um, group, like a singing group where they like went on tour. They went on tour with, I don't know if you know the artist, Natalie Grant, but they opened up for her on tour. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they had a group called Ashmont Hill that was like kind of like they were popping off a little bit. Uh, And their songs were like, I'm not even trying to be biased. But them songs was killing. Like okay, I'm, I'm gonna listen. I already good. got my iTunes sitting here looking like yes. okay, I'm gonna have to be here and listen to it. Yes, their songs are so good. Ashmont Hill, their songs are amazing. But yeah, so I grew up. I grew up around that, and yeah, of course I. It, it's funny because I was always able to sing, but I was really, really scared to sing. So mm. it's like even though I was raised, you know, around music and with people who had like all these stage gifts I never really wanted to use mine until later on like after like in the middle of college so um it's like I was around it but I wasn't like I didn't feel like the pull to do it until kind of later um but it did help it did help I think and still a lot how did you get out of it like yeah. you know that fear of like actually okay I'm gonna take this serious I'm gonna make this an actual career Hmm. Yeah. Um, to be honest, it was, it was like after I saw, cause I, I, I felt like at that time I was like 19 and I was like mm-hmm. kind of starting to sing for real. Like I did the talent show my senior year of high school. And it was like, it honestly was like one of those movie moments where I didn't ever show anyone at school that I could sing only people at church knew. So I did the talent show and I sang for the first time ever and people were like, like freaking out, <laughs> like, like oh my God, what? And I was playing guitar and these things. And so the, re- the response from like my entire school, it was like weeks after that, people wouldn't stop talking about it. I feel like I'm like gassing myself, but I think it just showed me like, oh shoot, this is kind of legit. Maybe I should take it mm-hmm. seriously. And then went to college and cause I, sorry, let me back up when I, when I, you know, surpassed my fear and just mm-hmm. did the talent show I was like okay I can do it and people responded well and I felt right. really great maybe I should keep doing this <laughs> so that's all kinda, you need sometimes yeah. like sometimes people can see things in you that you can't necessarily see in yourself like I'm a yeah. big believer mm-hmm. in that like you can always hear like those little things like the lady at the church like oh baby you got a voice on you right or the yeah. artist like oh baby you got a voice you keep hearing it but I'm pretty sure like when everybody at the school because I know how people dramatic they probably like, oh my god right you probably like okay yeah I was like oh shoot and so so yeah I but then I ended up like seeing like I would I would go and sing and I would see people being like like genuinely affected like on the inside by what Mm -hmm. I was what I was doing and so it felt like again like something bigger than me like I was using my voice to help somebody which I don't know it kind of sounds weird to say but um yeah I I started writing about like anxiety and fear, like just writing about it. And then I, so I did a song called deep breath and I, I sang that and would play that at uh, like open mics and stuff like that or show or whatever. And people were coming up to me, like just mm-hmm. saying how much they were late or crying or whatever okay. the response was of just like something of depth. And I was like, okay, I think this is like, Mm-hmm. really something legit I should I should really seriously do and then I felt honestly I felt like God was pushing me to to do it full-time and like this was my purpose so 
Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, it's if God music. said it, it's legit. If God said it, it's really for real. Exactly. <laughs> so like, and it's doing music. Like, I know everybody's experiencing anxiety, you know, just depression. I think more people have been talking about their mental health during the pandemic. So I think you have a great um, body of work where people can, like, listen to me and say, okay, wow, somebody else feels the same way that I feel. If they're not, like, they wrote it, so they must know how I feel. People really, really need that. Either yeah. it's only so much work music we can have, you all. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on, we gotta, we gotta get more in debt. Now we're gonna get to know you a little better. Now I'm gonna ask you a few questions um, based off your latest single called "The Remains," and this is gonna help viewers get to know you better. Okay, you ready? All right, cool. All right, I think so. So it's really, really simple, really fun. So the first one is, do you throw away remains from a past relationship that reminds you of them? Oh, oh my gosh. That is such a good, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Me too. Yeah, everything got to Yeah, everything has to go. Yeah, I'm deleting all the pictures off my phone, um, for sure. And because, especially because I'm just like, I can't, have any evidence of like hope that sounds Mm -hmm. really bad but I guess I just mean that to say like I don't want to um say oh maybe we might get back together and then it's like I never stopped thinking about it because I kept this stuff or kept these pictures Mm -hmm. or and then I'm kind of like leaving the door open when in reality you know for him, that's a good, like, nah. even those text messages like I, you yeah. know how like up late at night I'm gonna read this wonderful text yeah message. and you like put yourself back into the back whole again. just delete delete all hundred delete the entire thread it's gonna hurt but you can't go back and read it I think it definitely helps next can you still be friends with an ex even if you love someone else Ooh. I think that if you're with someone else like my instinct is to like ask ask who I'm with at the time like is this are you comfortable with me being friends with because I might be comfortable like oh no that's that's been done like that's deaded we're just cool Mm -hmm. we're just friends but if that makes like my new significant other feel uncomfortable then I would like stop contact but if he was like I'm cool then I'd be like okay it's fine but I think sometimes it's possible but sometimes it's not like to be friends with your ex I don't know it depends to me, yeah, I'm depends like, on the ex. Depends on he's like on he's okay. Ex. Like this is a friendship. Right. Okay. There's right. no more. The door is closed. Yeah. Like if you yeah. cross certain boundaries, I feel like it does make it cringy or kind of awkward. But if you didn't, if you were just like, oh, we we're just kind of like talking or a thing, maybe. But mm-hmm. now we just go back to being friends. Then. Yes, I agree. And last, <laughs> what advice would you give a friend who misses their ex? Oh man, what advice would I give? Okay. I mean, first I would just sympathize with them. Like mm-hmm. it makes sense to miss them. You know, okay. it wasn't probably wasn't all bad. You know, there was a reason you broke up and maybe bring that to the forefront of your mind when you're trying to move on. But I guess don't make yourself feel bad about missing them, but kind of oh. like, oh, like kind of like, okay, face that, accept that, I guess. And then I would just distract yourself maybe in good ways. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yes. uh, yeah. First of all, make sure you delete it. Like we said, delete all the remains, mm-hmm. like get rid of yeah. stuff, like delete that, stuff the pictures. that stuff has to go, the hoodie, the whatever. And stop um, checking social media too. Like, Oh my yeah. God. Oh yes. <laughs> Mute them on social media. I definitely still have 
somebody that I like. Yeah, I still have him. Me too, girl. Great. I got a fake page. I feel so bad. I'll be watching. I'm like, my friends are like, did you see what so-and-so? I'm like, nope, sure didn't. I have no idea what's going on with them. Yeah. Zero. I honestly forgot. <laughs> so oh, that's great advice. Wow. I think I need to take that advice as a friend. Be a little bit more <laughs> compassionate. I'm just like, <laughs> I'll definitely say, girl, he's horrible. Like, leave it alone. Oh, right. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that may not be the good approach. I think challenges, you know. It's okay to miss some bit. I kind of ease it on it. Yeah, I that's what I do. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, like, all right, but then you need to cut it off, though. Like exactly. Now the song called "The Remains." Is that the song that you said your aunt said was really sad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the whole inspiration behind that? Was that based off of a personal experience, or just you just use inspiration from someone else? Yeah. Um. So so writing it, it was at first it was a like a co-writer artist friend of mine he he sent me the idea and I was like okay that's literally something that I've experienced before um where I think it's just like a general thing of um you know you're reminiscing on on that relationship of like you miss that person and you miss like the things that you guys would do together um but you but in that the same time I wanted to also make sure the narrative of like, yeah, but breaking up with them or leaving them was the best thing for me, even though it was hard. Mm-hmm. Like there's a line in there where I'm, I'm like, you wish I'd stay, but I think I'm better alone. Like, honestly, it's just uh-huh. the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, yeah, so, so that's kind of the inspiration, but I, I think it's not, even, it's not like a specific story. I think it's just more the essence of Mm-hmm. what it's like on the tail end of a breakup when you're in between like ah, should I have broken up with them I miss them like can we go back like in, even in the bridge of the, of the song I'm like can we go back to July before I like said goodbye and because we did all mm-hmm. these things and it was so nice it was so great but at the end of the day this probably was the best thing for me so it's kind of like that mm-hmm. that tension you know um so I- yeah this is girl on TikTok. She's actually been um, documenting her break a week by week. And those first three, four weeks, oh my gosh. Like when I started crying too, I said, you know what? I'm about to take a break from her. <laughs> this, is, this is too much for me. And kind of what, what she went through is kind of similar to like that song that you have. And I, when I listened to it, I thought of her. I actually started to send it to her and things like we really, it really is a, I say that heartbreak, it really is a pain that I do not ever want to experience ever again. It's kind of like you you hurting, but you can't like take medicine for it. You just gotta heal with time. And, yeah, absolutely. And you don't know how long that time is. So I think songs like that, your music is very meaningful, have an angelic voice. So what's one thing that you want listeners to take from your music? Oh man. Um, I think the main thing is I just want people to like how you sing earlier you know not feel alone because I at first when I'm writing or or you know about something I'm like does anyone gonna understand like even I'm like is anyone gonna understand this or have been through this and then I do and people are like oh my gosh I'm literally like living this lyric right now and so just knowing that people relate and don't feel by themselves is awesome but I think also like, I, thank you for, for, you know, the comment of my voice. Cause I, I do believe that like my voice 
can like have a an effect just like mm-hmm. on its own and I really would love to keep making music that feels immersive and feels mm-hmm. like it's not just the lyrics or, that I'm writing but like the melody itself and like the tone of my voice can kind yes. of you read my mind I was thinking about someone oh, even people oh, cool. like a cold like sometimes you have one like nice shower light a candle and you have that tone of that singer's voice <laughs> and i'm really in particular you know how sometimes some singers are just really loud for no reason <laughs> like you know what just, just, just bring it i can't really connect with the words um right. the way i choose i feel like with your music you can hear every word and feeling i think that's probably why a lot of people will relate to it also I hope so. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> now your dad is a pastor now. Um, mm-hmm. I did catch on to that later. Like, how do they feel about your music? Like, do you feel like the pressures of like making more positive music being that your dad is a pastor? Yo, that's, that's a great question. I think I, I felt that like pressure when I first did music, but it wasn't even from him or any outside like <laughs> church members. It was kind of just from me like I thought that they would be upset that one I didn't want to be a Christian artist um but also two that I wanted to like not necessarily sing about God um Mm -hmm. I have before like um younger is kind of an it's kind of really about my trusting in God Mm -hmm. um but anyway yeah (laughs) um I think what I found though is that people were really supportive and my parents were really supportive of me doing like you know alternative singer songwriter pop whatever kind of music you want to put me in um and they kind of felt like you know because I I am a like believer and I have a relationship with God and so they they were they were really like supporting me to to go into these spaces and put music mm-hmm. out that does have positive light that's not about that's not about Jesus but it's just like right. shining light with mm-hmm. inspiration of Jesus and honestly um Tori Kelly was like a huge huge like impact for me in in seeing someone do that you know yeah. going to her show oh and seeing her affect people yeah. Man, I'm not thinking about it. What is, isn't it? There's a term for it. Is it called like um inspirational music? Is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah, okay. I mean, I know I know Tori does like pop music, but I think she just I think all artists in, in a way can be super inspirational. But mm-hmm. I think for her it was like I was seeing her sing. I was like at a show seeing her sing and seeing her just shine her light. Honestly, it's <laughs> she was just being herself, and even that was I was seeing people in the audience like crying or like just being affected um, by her, her inner, like, honestly, her inner Jesus, <laughs> but they didn't, that voice it wasn't, of hers. wasn't something that she said. Oh my gosh. And yeah, her voice is crazy. Like she sounds like a record every time. It makes no sense, but. I can just imagine, but, yeah. like speaking of her, I haven't really heard much from her. No, she's been, uh, I think she's been writing a lot more she did she did that movie sing too so okay not like in christmas or something last year so. and i think a lot of more artists they're getting the feel for you know a lot of them spent the pandemic with their family <laughs> they kind of look at it yeah. like we're oh, down yeah, exactly. <laughs> i'm down i don't want to do music i don't want to write let me just focus on my family mm-hmm. and you need that because this business is definitely has a dark side to it so mm-hmm. taking a few 
Well, it's been on two years now, a year and a half for a break. That's understandable. So since we're towards the end now, what can we expect from you for the rest of the year? Because you do have a new single out. Do you do a video for it, a visual? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we did uh, the Remains um, lyric video. We have a lyric video up Ooh. on my YouTube channel right now. Um, and But I literally was just talking to... Um, uh, my managers and uh, we want to put out like an acoustic more stripped down version of the remains so that should come out in a couple weeks and uh, I'll probably do like a live version on my YouTube channel as well um, but I have I have a lot of songs like in the queue ready to go so yes. I'm like I'm excited about just more music and they're all kind mm -hmm. of they all feel like me and sound like me but they're all kind of different vibes and so I'm curious to see what lands with certain people um but yeah that's what you can expect from me definitely till the fall I don't know what's gonna happen then maybe maybe like project I don't know we'll see yeah I was thinking that like an EP or something know, you know yeah that'd be that'd be really dope uh mm -hmm. it's it's a it's, it's definitely a tough thing though as an independent artist like getting all your music recorded and mastered and like trying to find the right oh, I didn't you know, think of that. most of you all on this are independent and it's like you know I think I asked one person I was like where is this coming out and it was like hey you know I'm independent it'll come out when it comes yeah, out it's don't really have a deadline. but that's, yeah. I guess that's a good part you don't have anybody pressuring you to put out music yeah. that you really don't feel safe and comfortable with so I guess that's the good part of being independent yeah. so hey it's true yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I will say thank you so much. Seeing Kayla and I'm Kayla is so hard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Kayla. Right? <laughs> I don't meet a lot of Kayla's. There's not many of us at this age because I'm 30. Most of the Kayla's are like younger, like kids. Like, oh, it must be like coming back around. Yeah, like I think it's name. coming back around and stuff like that. But I don't meet a lot of Kaylas that are actually grown up and adult, especially black Kaylas as well. So. I don't meet a lot of black Kaylas, mostly like Makayla. Hey.